You are listening to the Next Play Podcast, the playbook for high-performing leaders who want to exceed their full potential. From walking on the Ole Miss football team at 5'7", 150 pounds, and earning a full D1 scholarship, to coaching thousands around the world and working with massive organizations like IBM, I've learned countless lessons that I'll be sharing right here with you. Join me as I interview some of the most successful people so you too can learn how to focus on always moving forward by deciding, planning, and executing on the next play relentlessly. So today we're going to be talking about how to beat the odds, how to beat the odds. Um, And you know, you've heard some of the amazing stories of people crushing and beating the odds, right? You've heard some of these amazing stories in the past, and I'm going to bring some of them uh, to light here today from, um, from beating death, you know, to playing professional sports, from rags to riches, from, you know, the whole nine yards, right? Of people just finding ways to beat the odds, right? And maybe you're in a position right now in your life where the odds are stacked against you. So today we're going to break down some of the most inspirational stories and the biggest learning lessons, right? So this is more of how do we take learning lessons from some of the most successful people and then implement it in our life, okay? Then I'm going to challenge you uh, to become the next one. What's up, John? Glad to have you joining. Um, But ultimately at the end, I'm going to challenge you to become the next story, right? So what is the truth? What is the truth? So I had a meeting uh, over the last two weeks. Actually, I've had two really, really good meetings. And I want to share a story with you of one of the person that I met. And so um, I sat down with him and he started sharing with me, um, you know, what what his end result was, what is the goal that he wanted to achieve. Um, and he was actually really successful at this point in his life on the wealth side of things. Uh, not so much on the health side of things, not so much on the relationship side of things, but he was really successful on the wealth side of things. And so he started sharing with me all of the odds that were stacked against him when it came to the health side of things. And I, I was blown away. I was like, man, this guy has to overcome like a lot of adversity and things that are out of his control in order to achieve what he wanted. And so I said, okay, first thing is let's map out a plan to help you get from point A to point B, right? So over the 45 minutes that we were together, we mapped out this plan and it was pretty intense, right? We talked about the different, uh, um, the end results, some of the skills and the habits, the interference that need to be removed, the things we talk about every single week. And so we mapped out this plan over the next 24 weeks and, um, I said to him, this plan right here is your price tag. And he goes, what do you mean? I was like, well, not like monetary price, but like the price that you're going to have to pay to get to this end result, to achieve this thing that you want, to defy the odds, right? Defying the odds is obviously extremely challenging. Beating a goal, or excuse me, achieving a goal that's challenging is hard, but defying the odds is the next level, right? When, when someone says, hey, wow, all the odds were stacked against you, right? Like if I were to go to Vegas, your ass is losing, <laughs> right? Like all the odds are stacked against you. And I said, here's the price that you're going to have to pay 
here's all the work, here's all the activities, here's all the sacrifices that you're going to have to make in order to achieve this. And um, I've never seen someone's demeanor go from excited to so disappointed. Um, and his commitment level just completely went into the tank. And so before we break down how to defy the odds, it's so important to understand, number one, how to create a plan to see the price and then make a decision that you're going to pay that, that damn price, right? Uh, that, this is why you see a lot of people, they jump around from thing to thing and, and very quickly too, right? They'll jump from like this thing, it doesn't work out one or two tries. They'll jump to this thing, it doesn't work out one or two tries. And they kind of just jump around and that's because they don't know how to create a plan and they don't know how to make a decision on whether they're willing to pay the price, right? So you have some things right now where the odds could be stacked against you, right? And so the question is, number one, have you created a plan? Uh, which you should know how by now. And, and if you don't, that's fine. There's courses for that. And number two, um, look at the price. The plan is the price. <laughs> and the question is, are you willing to pay it? And so as I sat with him and we started really deciding whether he was willing to pay the price, um, it, it really brought so much clarity that I've had over the past seven years in being in this industry. And one of the things I didn't do a good job of was helping people realize the price that was needed to be paid before they got started. <laughs> and so, I mean, I think it's everything. I think it's really, really critical. And for you, it's everything. And it'll help you stick to something if you know the price beforehand. So that's the truth. It's really important you know the truth, right? Here's the price. Are you willing to pay the price? And I've never seen somebody who did, he, he did end up deciding to pay the price. But if I wouldn't have had that conversation with him that at that point in time, he wouldn't have, right? And so if you're a leader, if you lead people, if you have kids, if you have anybody that you influence, then understanding this concept is so important, like so important, right? So what is the price for you? For you, not monetary. I know there's monetary on the table, but that's just for show. What is the price that you have to pay to achieve what you want? Right? What's what's the price, Chris? And Lisa? And Margaret? And Andres? And William? What 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 is the price that you have to pay moving forward? And here's the question I have for you. And just be sincere and honest with yourself. Are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to pay the price? So um, as some of you know, we are launching a brand new app. It has been the most mind-blowing <laughs> experience of adversity and frustration Um and I actually wish that the developer would have told me beforehand the price that I was going to have to pay to get this thing launched. But um, on a side note, for everybody here joining us today, uh, we have an app that's like right there. It's so cool. Um, it's finally working. We're working on getting it um, into the stores as we speak, into the app stores, the Google, and the. it's going to make all of this so much easier. Uh, you could do it from anywhere. It's just way better. And, um, it's just an example of like, Hey, I wish I would have known the price beforehand. Um, you know, I had to decide multiple times throughout the process. I was, I was willing to pay the price, but I wanted to give up 
so many times along the way. So here's the question for you, right? Are you willing to pay the price? Are you? And so today we're going to talk about what we can learn from others, other people who have paid the price. So I'm going to tell their stories um, in Cliff Notes versions. I've written out Cliff Notes versions. I'm actually going to read those um, so I can tell them to the best of my ability. And then we're going to discuss the key takeaways from each individual story. So this is a little bit different than what we've done in the past, but I just felt it's so powerful to take the things that we can learn from people like J.K. Rowling and um, and just super successful people that we're going to break down today, which leads us to our first person, okay? Um, and this is J.K. Rowling, right? And my big takeaway from her as I share this story with you is motivation comes from pain. And you've heard me say this before, but when I read this, her story, I was like, wow, like this really amplified motivation coming from pain, right? Um, so her first marriage ended in a divorce, uh, which I think a lot of people can resonate with, after just 13 months. Like, that's crazy. Um, and she was left to take care of her daughter on her own. Um, she also struggled with clinical depression, was on welfare, uh, during this time of going through this divorce. Now later, J.K. Rowling would go on to say in her famous Harvard commencement speech, which I suggest that you watch, that this was the rock bottom that she used as a foundation to rebuild her life. She eventually decided to write a book for which she had the idea while on a train to London about a boy who was a wizard. <laughs> Once it was completed, she had another challenge, getting it published. She was rejected by more than 10 publishers. 10. It's a lot. But eventually, Bloomsbury decided to give her a chance. Today, of course, J.K. Rowling is known as the first billionaire author and an inspiration to millions of people. And... She was clinically depressed, was on welfare, taking care of her daughter by herself. Motivation truly comes from pain. Motivation truly comes from pain. Yes, there's the pleasure side of it, but when you really, really look at it, the people that defy the odds have a strong enough pain to overcome. If the pain isn't strong enough, you're not going to take action. So what is your pain? What is your pain? It's Monday morning. What is your pain? What's going to get you through this week? Not the end result, but having to escape something that sucks, that hurts, that's dreadful. What is that pain? Motivation comes from pain from hers truly, J.K. Rowling. The second story I want to share with you today, of course, you've probably heard of her, Oprah Winfrey. And it's find your strengths and go all in. I love this. Find your strengths and go all in. And as I was reading her story, um, and you probably know her story, but as I was reading her story, I was like, this is the big takeaway. It's to find your strengths and then you have to go all in, right? So Oprah Winfrey is the queen of talk shows. <laughs> um, but her and J.K. Rowling have a lot in common. 
they both beat the odds by rising from poverty to become to becoming female billionaires, right? Um, Oprah had a super rough childhood. Um, at, she actually had a single mom who worked crazy hours, uh, who was a housemaid and left her at home by herself. Um, she was abused by male relatives, visitors. She was abused, like bad. Um, at, at one point, things were so bad that Oprah tried to run away, of course, by age 14. I mean, who would not? And, and she was on her own. Uh, she got pregnant. Crazy. A lot of people didn't know that. I didn't. Uh, she did eventually have a miscarriage and, le- and went to live with her father. But here's the deal. Things finally turned around for her, and she excelled in school and eventually got a job as a reporter. We all know what happened, of course, since then. Oprah, Oprah, Oprah. <laughs> Oprah went on to become one of the richest women of the 20th century with a multi-billion dollar empire thanks to her legendary talk show, magazines, and television network, right? Now, this isn't about just becoming wealthy, right? She became rich in all areas of her life, <laughs> like beyond, right? But what was her strength? She got a job and had interest in being a reporter. So no one would think, hey, like this is this is like one of those things like, oh, I'm going to chase the money. I'm going to chase this. That's a terrible idea. We know that. Um, but she found her strength and went all in. She found her strength as a reporter and, um, and understanding and, and reporting on people and understanding people and sharing people's stories, right? And uh, we all know what happened since then, right? So find your strength. What is your strength and are you going all in on it? What is your strength? Is it at work? What is it that you do great at home? What is it that is your biggest strength and are you going all in on that thing? Are you going all in on that strength? This story was extremely powerful and the big key takeaway that I took away from it is challenges are just a challenge. What the hell are you talking about, Reggie? Challenges are just a challenge, right? So this boy right here, his name is Cody McCasland. And um, when he was born, born, doctors told his parents they, that he had an incurable disease and wouldn't survive more than a day, right? That's when he started, of course, beating the odds. Cody miraculously survived, but at the age of 15, he made it 15 years, or excuse me, 15 months, he had to have his legs amputated. And when he got prosthetics, his parents were told that it would take him a while to be able to use them. Two, three, four years, um, he would be able to use them. Um, and what's so crazy is he started walking the second day he got them. Uh, in fact, he didn't just walk, he ran. Uh, now, he has dreams of being in the Paralympics, and he's definitely on his way. He's already won numerous swimming and racing competitions, uh, not only that, but Cody also, um, this is this is really interesting. He was told by doctors uh, that he would never be able to talk. So that was kind of interesting. He would never be able to talk because uh, he actually only has one <laughs> vocal cord. It's crazy. Um, 
and within a short period of time, he was talking. Talk about defying and beating the odds. Um, the biggest takeaway I got from this is challenges are just a challenge. A challenge is just a challenge, right? And if you learn to love challenges, which I know a lot of you do or you wouldn't be here, then everything that happens to you in your life is just another challenge, another fun thing to overcome. You know, I struggled with this for a while of like every time something would come up and it was like, oh, another thing to deal with, another thing to deal with, another thing to deal with. Um, but you shortly realize that that never goes away no matter what. And that if you look at the world as a challenge is just a challenge. Oh, it's so liberating. <laughs> and when you look at some of these inspirational stories of somebody like Cody McCasland and, and you say to yourself, if they can do it, I can do it. So what are your challenges this week? What are your challenges right now? And just remember, it's just a challenge. That's all it is. A challenge is just a challenge. Couple more stories here. The next one here. Um, this is obviously, maybe you've seen this face before, maybe you haven't, but this is probably one of the most inspirational stories um, of our time or of all time. Um, and the big takeaway is you stop before you begin, right? Um, so this man right here uh, developed many devices uh, which greatly influenced life in the 20th century. He is considered one of the most prolific inventors in history, holding 1,093 U.S. patents to his name. What's crazy is when he was a young boy, his teacher would say that he was uh, too stupid to learn anything. Um, he had failed multiple times. His parents... Uh, basically said the same thing. He didn't have any friends and he really struggled. Um, finally, when he was able to escape school and he set out on his own, uh, he tried more than 9,000. Listen, nine, that like JK Rowling had 10. <laughs> this man had 9,000 experiments for one creation, for one invention that he wanted. 9,000. That's insane. Uh, and on the 9,001th, the 9,001 try, the light bulb lit. It's Thomas Edison. 9,000 experiments before the light bulb lit. So when we say, I tried something five times, 10 times, eight times, <laughs> like, you stop before you begin, right? Most people don't even try something three times. So the big takeaway here is obviously you stop before you begin. Most people do. Give yourself a chance. But here's something I really want to talk about because I know a lot of like if you, a lot of motivational stuff is like never give up, never give up. And yes, you never want to give up. But I do want to be clear that there is a fine line of never giving up and knowing when to move to the next thing, right? Knowing when to move on. Now, by the time I know Edison, Edison, excuse me, had tried this 9,000 times, but he also holded many patents and had an idea of what he was doing and knew that it could happen, 
right? So I want to give you an example really quick of when to know when to quit um, so you can decide for yourself, right? And it's not, excuse me, not quitting, but taking what you've learned is the better way and using it for something else. And I'll just give you a simple story because it's easy. And that is after I was done playing Division One college football, of course, I wanted to play in the NFL. I tried very hard to do that. I went to multiple tryouts um, for multiple years, tried different things. At some point in time, I realized it wasn't going to happen. But what I could do is use all of these things that I've learned to my advantage so that I could take these things and build something else, right? And that's the only reason I'm here with you today. So um, you stop before you begin also means that you can come to a realization that something is not going to happen. Take everything you've learned and move it into something that can happen, okay? So that's why I said you stop before you begin as opposed to never give up, all right? So amazing story, amazing story. And which leads me to my last story I'm going to share with you today. Um, and this is, and the, the, the takeaway is love to fail and hate to lose. I just made that up. I thought it was really cool. I'm going to actually, let's post the heck out of that on social media, but love to fail and hate to lose. So I found this meme and I was like, this is awesome. So 1832 lost his job. Defeated for legislature, 1833, failed in business, 1834, elected to legislator, 1835, sweetheart died, 1836, had a nervous breakdown, 1838, defeated for speaker, 1843, defeated for nomination for Congress, 1846, elected to Congress, finally, 1848, lost renomination, 1849, rejected for land officer, 1854, defeated for Senate, 1856, defeated for nomination for vice president. 1858, again defeated for Senate. 1860, elected president. Damn, 28 years. <laughs> 28 years of getting his ass whooped. Whooped. This is a man who loved to fail and damn hated to lose. <laughs> And that's why he stuck with it for 28 years. For 28 years. I mean, look how many times he didn't get nominated or elected to something. That's crazy. That's insane. How many times have you been defeated? Like he wanted this one thing, elected president. I haven't had a chance to speak with Lincoln, but I'm almost positive he knew the price that he was going to have to pay and decided to pay it. <laughs> like, he definitely knew the price beforehand. And sometimes I look at this and I'm like, man, I've, I've been defeated like four or five times compared to his 30 times. And it's hard. I mean, what, he's, what he did is, is insane. It's insane. So where are you? I mean, if you look at this, elected, elected, two, two electric, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve defeats to two, <laughs> to two wins. That's a lot, and I'm sure there's way more than this, right? So, do you love to fail? Do you love to fail on your cold calls? 
Do you love to fail at practice? Do you love to fail? Uh, not because you're trying to fail. No, but you're okay with the fact that you will fail. <laughs> not okay. You love it. You got to learn to love it. And then at the same time, you have to hate to lose insanely. What a formula. That's my new quote. Love to fail and hate to lose. I know I'm going to say, hey, I got to get that trademark. Not even close. But that is my quote. Love it. All right. What do all these people have in common? What do all these people have in common? And You might think this is a little strange, but this is what I came up with. Is that they're all super, super aggressive. What they have in common? Aggression. They're very bold, right? They make quick decisions that are calculated. And they aren't scared of what people think. This is aggressive. These people are aggressive. Like aggressive, aggressive. Right? So my question for you this week is, are you going to be aggressive? Are you going to be aggressive and go and get what you want and go and get what you deserve and go and beat your odds. What are your odds? And are you willing to go and beat them? So my challenge for you, right, is becoming the next name. Becoming the next name on here. Because once you realize you're no less than Oprah Winfrey, you're no less than J.K. Rowling, you're no less than any of the people that we talked about today. Once you realize, Lincoln, right? Once you realize that you're no less than Thomas Edison, like you're liberated because you can do anything. You think these people are smarter than you? No. Are they more aggressive than you? Probably. So now, start thinking of adding your name to this already this to this list of inspiring people. And inside of the app, the new app, um, we're gonna cre- we're creating a section of success stories and of defying the odds. Right, people who defied the odds. Now we have the classics, the Michael Jordans of the world, but I want the relentless warrior stories. I want your story, right? So what can you do starting this week to add your name to that list? You're part of the community. Once we have the app, it's going to be way better to communicate and much easier for everybody. So now I want you to start thinking about it. You are no less than anyone on this list, not even close, no less. And sometimes that's one of the most challenging things to do is to realize that you're no less than anyone on that list. You're more powerful than you can imagine. You truly are, but you got to believe it. You are more powerful than you can truly imagine. The odds are stacked against you. The question is today, what are you going to do about it? You heard the inspirational stories. You got the key takeaways. What are you going to do? What are you going to do this week? You're no less. My challenge for you is find a way to get your name on that list. I want your inspirational story. I want your defying the odds moment. You should be recognized for that. And you will be. So it begins today. We take relentless action. You go and you get what you deserve. You go and you get what you want. 
And I can't wait to hear your story. I really can't. So it is 9.30. It is uh, 9.30 my time, wherever you are, Eastern, Pacific, or Eastern, Central, uh, Mountain, wherever you are. Um, look, it is going to be an amazing week. It's going to be an amazing week. You got a challenge. You got to get your name on that list. You got to defy the odds. <laughs> and you will. So I hope you had a great a uh, little session here and you have something that you can take away with and you're excited moving forward for the week. Thank you all um, uh, for working uh, with us last week. We went through a big mood move and had all kinds of issues, uh, but we are back up and running. We'll have video next week. And then the app is, uh, it, it, it's pretty much done. It's on my phone. We're just uh, got to go through the channels of getting it submitted through the store, which could take a little bit of time. So super excited about that. Super excited about you to find the odds and hearing your stories. So we will have a form soon that you will receive where you can share your defy the odds story because you have no choice but to do it. So have an amazing week and I will see all of you next Monday morning. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Next Play Podcast. If you liked the show, make sure to leave us a review. For more resources, visit RelentlessUniversity.com or download the free Relentless University app. And if you're interested in having me speak at your next event, visit RelentlessRitchie.com. Until next time.